people, welcome to Coffee Catch-Ups with me, Tanya Wiley. And me, Amelia Beaumont. Coffee Catch-Ups is about exploring what it is to be in your 20s and to be a Christian and the unique challenges that that brings. Um, so just to be clear, we're not theologians or preachers or Bible scholars. We are just people who love Jesus and um, are just going to be chatting through some of the, the challenges and difficulties of, of, of life. And we hope that you will gain some wisdom from it. Or if not, at least have a laugh. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. We're all about laughing and having some fun. So please do give us a like, subscribe, follow to our social media um, channels. And if you've got any questions, feel free to email them in. Um, but yeah, so if you want to hear anything more about um, coffee catch-ups, do tune into any of our podcasts. It is called Coffee Catch-ups because we are going to be having coffee. But today is so hot that I, I cannot face a coffee. I don't know about you, media. Oh, no, it's unbelievable right now. It's like six o'clock and i'm still extremely warm yeah. Um, so yeah coffee is not really on the menu today so what are you drinking today then i i've currently got some orange juice yeah um, i've got some pepsi nice so yeah today we're going to be talking about evangelism and um some of the, the challenges that that brings love that love that um so, yeah yeah i mean let's just go for it what what does evangelism mean to you tanya um oh evangelism well it comes from the word evangel, which means good news. Fun fact. Um, so evangelism is sharing good news. Um, I don't, I don't know, I don't, even that challenges me. I don't know about you, Amelia, because I'm like, I find it quite scary, quite daunting. Like the idea of, of I'm going to go and evangelize. Mm. So actually when you reframe it and you're like, this is good news. Um, that That's that's a better way to look at it, isn't it? Okay, I'm, I'm sharing something good. I'm not being like be a Christian it's I'm, I'm like hey why why wouldn't you want to be um kind of thing <laughs> what do you think about evangelism do you find it daunting as well oh yeah 100 I mean I'm I'm not one of those people who finds it easy to kind of go out um just you know onto the street and chat to strangers I know we we've got a couple of mutual friends who who do that quite easily um and I look at that and I go oh my goodness me like that's terrifying um it's such a like it's such a brave thing to do um yeah, I, I much prefer kind of the relational kind of one-on-one um, trying to show people Jesus through both actions and words. Um, it's it's a difficult one to, I don't know, describe um, in that way. I don't know whether that makes sense. Um, but yeah, just kind of getting alongside people um, and doing life with them and through that, trying to show them Jesus. Um, but that's still a struggle, you know, because you, you have people who are very open to the gospel, people who are really not very open to the gospel um i have a a friend from uni for example who is just so like we're good friends um and but she is just so so anti-christian um it's it's such a challenge like she literally asked me not to invite her to like christian union events throughout university um which yeah is obviously so difficult um thankfully we are still friends but it's it's yeah it's it's a really difficult one actually yeah, that is challenging. So she, she does she have quite a strong record even when you just talk about, say, when you if you were to mention, oh, I've just been to church for the weekend or what have you, is she is she like, oh, well, yeah. not not so much with like mentions of it, but just kind of like I think if the discussion seems like it might be heading towards some kind of like, you know, maybe talking about creation or, you know, just just anything to do with with Christianity and and um and the Bible, it it seems to sort of take a different turn, and she kind of gets this look on her face. Um, 
but yeah it's a tricky one although to be fair since we finished uni she has been asking like just how church is in general um i think i think part of that might just be wanting to know if i've found my husband yet so (laughs) (laughs) have you (laughs) fully enough no (laughs) yeah not yet we'll we'll work it out deliver (laughs) (laughs) absolutely um i'm getting sidetracked yeah that's interesting though isn't it because um uh, you talk about the kind of that immediate fear that people have that you're trying to convert them all the time um and how do you how do you kind of combat that because that's that's quite common people think oh they're a christian they're just going to try and convert me um i'm like first first of all i'm like oh okay why where does that come from is that is that solely down to the people on the street being like shouting at people and being like you need to to believe in jesus or you're going to hell or does that just i don't know is there something more spiritual in them about that because i'm sometimes i'm often uh, quite interested by people that have strong reactions to Christianity yeah in one way or another because it's something people absolutely like oh that's really interesting tell me about it I love that that's the, yeah. the preferred one um, but sometimes you get such strong reaction like no go ahead don't want to ever come to church like really sort of really strong reactions and the part of me is like okay what is it in you that has that strong reaction and I always love it I'm like is it that kind of thing that it's so it pulls at something that you like you have this big strong reaction to it and I love I kind of love that yeah absolutely I think there's there's something about the gospel though isn't there that like almost which I think should be an encouragement to us as we're trying to share it like as Christians actually when we share the gospel I don't think people can ever be apathetic or at least not truly apathetic even if they put on that kind of facade um because actually like it is so powerful And, you know, even if people seem to not be bothered by it, I think inside there must be some kind of strong reaction because it does get people thinking. And I think there is power in the message itself um, that we can't necessarily understand because it's such a God thing. Like, you know, it's not us saying the words that necessarily, like, has power in itself, um, if that makes any sense. Oh, but no, 100%. the gospel itself is, is, a, is a powerful thing. Um, and and that's that's the kind of encouragement that that I find quite interesting and really encouraging, funnily enough, mm. um, <laughs> with evangelism because it's not actually on us. Mm. Um, yeah, I love that. We, it's not my job to convict somebody. It is it is the Holy Spirit's job to convict. It is God's job to vindicate. Mm. It is my job to love. Um, that is, you know, love your neighbor as yourself. Um, yeah, absolutely. Obviously love, like, oh, that, that, I mean, Jesus just so wise sums it up, you know, love the Lord your God, you know, with your heart, soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Um, two basic Christian rules that, that any, probably anybody who's anyone, Christian or non-Christian could quote you. Um, but actually that's that, that in, in itself is the secret to evangelism. Love God, be poor, like be, be, pouring yourself into a relationship with God, with Jesus, and then love other people. And the evangelism should just kind of happen. I mean, I I wouldn't call myself an an evangelist, um, even though I think that we all are to some extent. and I definitely am in awe of the people. Like you were saying, we've got we've got some mutual friends who are so good at just, just going and talking to people, giving people a Bible, going and praying for people. And I definitely need to get better at that because I I am not great at that. Um, but I remember there's um, 
one of my now greatest friends became a Christian um, not long after I did um, when I was at university. And um, I remember that, I don't remember doing anything particularly um, other than being friendly. And uh, we, she, we went, I, I'm an actor, I went to drama school. So we were, um, I was walking into town after a stage combat lesson, which is at the end of the day on a Friday. Not that you need to know this information, but you're welcome. Um, <laughs> you're welcome for that. Stage combat is really fine <laughs> if anybody's got any anger or aggression issues, because it's all safe <laughs> to get out your aggression. So if anybody wants to do a class, just, just, just let me know. I can put you in some context, it's great. <laughs> Not the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I catch up to you, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, we'll set you up, guys. It's fine. <laughs> absolutely. Um, so, and she, she was just like, "Oh, is anybody walking into town?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, I am." And I just got chatting, um, and she was just talking about how her boyfriend's a Christian, but she's not really a Christian. And then I just started talking about it a little bit, like, "Oh, I've just become a Christian." Blah blah blah. Chat chat chat. Um, didn't really think anything of it. And then I got a text a couple of weeks later being like, can I come to church? And I was like, yeah, of course, of course you can. Um, so I could have, I, I have a motorbike. I had a motorbike when I was at uni and um, I couldn't really give her a lift. Otherwise I would have done. Um, so I decided to get like the bus with her and to kind of come alongside and be like, hey, no, I'll come with you. Um, and that's all I did. And then God did the rest because she gave her life to Jesus then and there that, that Sunday morning. Um, and we got baptized together and everything. It was just, uh, she's, um, and it's actually her wedding this week to, her, to that boyfriend who was a Christian. So cute story. Love um, Come on. <laughs> I love that story. Love um, <laughs> but again, like, I wouldn't call that like the evangelism that we tend to think of, like going out and preaching at people and, walk, and being like, hey, come and come to church. But it's a, that's an example of someone was saved just, and all I did was be, be available and be hospitable and proactive um, mm. and not, not be afraid to, yeah. to talk about Jesus. Yeah, and I think that's so important is it's the, it's the being available um like there's this there's this fantastic passage in act um where philip is just kind of you know he's doing his own thing he's just i think he's literally just walking down down the road um and uh e either god sort of picks him up and puts him in a different place or just in the place that he in the place where he's at um there's a an ethiopian eunuch who is you know being driven along in in a carriage um or chariot or whatever it was um this is this is very paraphrased but i assure you this is the story um, <laughs> we're not just twisting scripture here, guys it's fine um and uh the eunuch is reading um the book of isaiah um and but he doesn't really understand what's what's going on um and and the holy spirit sort of tells philip to run alongside the the chariot um and he he says to the eunuch do you understand what you're reading and he says no i don't uh, I don't know what this is. I need someone to explain it to me. Um, and so Philip kind of hops up um, and they chat and Philip just explains to him what it is he's reading um, and essentially evangelizes to him and just, and, and tells him the good news about Jesus, um, which is just so, so incredible. Like what courage. Um, and yeah. the eunuch says, oh, this is incredible. Like, well, what's to stop me from getting baptized? There's some water over there. Let's just do it. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, so they, he gets baptised. Um, Philip is then sort of, again, whisked away by the Holy Spirit to somewhere else. Um, and because of that, the church in Ethiopia gets started, which is just like, <laughs> what? 
it's so insane um it's just the most incredible story but what i really love about it is that actually number one that philip was just available like he wasn't he wasn't necessarily looking for anything um he wasn't like you know poking his head around every other corner going are there are there unconverted people here um or anything like that he's just going about his daily business but like is is spiritually kind of available to god um and also i what really really love about it is that god is the one doing the work like the eunuch's already reading the scriptures mm-hmm. and like god has already started his work there and i think that really speaks to us in terms of you know actually it's not us that does the converting it's mm-hmm. the holy spirit um it's the holy spirit that does the work the pressure is not on us mm-hmm. um all we need to do is be available yeah um Absolutely. and uh yeah just be willing to to do that for people who who need the explanation or who need sort of yeah what the word is maybe shepherding along a little bit yeah and and what you don't see as well as uh, from that passage is anybody who was perhaps saying anything before to the you know you know giving him the scripture mm. like, hey, why don't you have a read of this yeah um, and you know we, we all have oh, we've heard it before you don't you never know what seeds you're planting with somebody um which is which is really encouraging but um I also wanted to talk about what like practical tips I guess for anybody who's quite afraid um because I I think fear can be a really a really big one I'm afraid I Mm. I'm like oh um what will this person think of me will they have a really aggressive reaction will they laugh at me what are your what are kind of the fears that you that you experience um yourself Amelia with with evangelism what kind of things spring up to mind that you can you could probably put your finger on that's a great question um I think yeah like you were saying kind of um fear that you're going to get laughed at um is a is a huge one because people are obviously so kind of skeptical of Christianity and think it's just a joke um so it's, it's hard to just you know tell people that you're actually taking it seriously and actually tell them that they should take it seriously too um maybe not in in those words exactly <laughs> but like you know it's it's such a hard one um fear of rejection is big um mm-hmm. but in, in terms of practical tips um i think maybe someone said this to me actually i think it was my boss uh was talking to me about his the sales part of his job and i, I i'm not in sales thankfully because i would <laughs> hate that um but he was saying you know just approach it as a conversation um and you know to be fair if you think about it sales and evangelism have quite a lot in common um yeah <laughs> not that it's a, a product <laughs> like yeah like, you know you're still trying to oh, ultimately not like convince somebody of something but along those lines you know um it, it just approach it like a conversation um it, you're not sort of going up with a with a uniform on um, and knock you on their door and asking them for money it's it's very different um mm. it's just you know a conversation like you would have with your mum your friend you know whoever mm. um and I, I think that really helps me just yeah I don't I don't know how about how about you have you got any um yeah I think I've got a couple of ones um because I was having a little think of what I kind of do I think my my um my top one obviously is actually if you're scared to really give that to God. Mm. So it's like, you know, 
it's got to, evangelism has to start from the heart. You can't force yourself into evangelism. And quite often we think of it as a Christians, as a chore of something that we are like, oh, I, go, I have to go and evangelize. And that's such a chore. Actually, you know, if you, if you, um, if you got a promotion recently, which I think you did, Amelia, like, like, yeah, some, people, well, you know. <laughs> like some people, if you got a promotion or um, if you, you've got something which is good news, you'd go and you'd tell people and you'd be like, hey, hey, guess what? Guess what this queen did this week? <laughs> She's got a promotion. Um, and, and, you know, that, that's the kind of attitude. But it's, uh, you know, the f- fear is for, it's not for of God. Fear is, is Satan trying to tell you that oh you're gonna get you're gonna get laughed at you're gonna get mocked, um, but actually what does that matter? Your identity is in Christ, and just so reminding yourself, it, you know, aligning yourself with God will help you to evangelize. Um, and that's kind of uh, one one of the one of the big things if you're scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think one of the like the <laughs> biggest. Um, Thing I've found useful in my life is actually testimony. Um, yes, yeah, testimony is powerful. I mean that you know your story is unique to you, um, but it is also a truth that is undeniable. Is you know because you know because you know because you've lived it because you know. Yes, um, absolutely. And so that speaks volumes. And actually, I, I don't know about you. So my my testimony, I became a Christian at university um, or drama school or whatever. Um, and before that, I'd very much been enjoying the party lifestyle, the, the drink, the drugs, the sex, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, I, or I'll just tell my testimony in short form, um, so not to bore you all, but I got very much in that lifestyle. It was like a validate me thing. I'm a bit of a people pleaser. I like, um, quite like the, the validation of having that lifestyle in the world says it was fun. And I was like, I'm having fun. I'm having, I'm going crazy. I'm going mental. It's great fun. Um, but actually when I would wake up in the morning after like a night out, obviously I'd be hungover. So that's never a fun feeling anyway, but I just feel so it's just full of shame. And, um, I remember one time just walking around the, um, campus and we lived in this like a um, beautiful campus outside of the city of Bath which was uh, like basically a big country estate so I thought I'll, I'll go for a little walk and I heard this Christian music coming from within the university of this church that met at the uni at the time and I'm from a Christian family so I was like oh I'll go in and then I can tell my mom that I've been to church she'll be well pleased but I think something about the music just kind of dragged me in anyway if I look reflect on it now um, and they were so welcoming. They were so like, oh, come in. It's so good to see you. Come on in. And um, and then there was this song, uh, which I actually don't like as a song now, but I can't knock it because I became, became a Christian to this song. <laughs> um, so it's the song, Let the King of My Heart, or You Are Good, Good, that one. Um, it's, yeah, it is a tune. It is a tune. But I, I, I don't really enjoy it that much anymore. But I also think, actually, I became a Christian to this. So why am I knocking it? It's a brilliant song. Um, but it was like every they got like the goddess to put our arms up in the air and be like, just just sing it, sing it. You are good. You're good. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, what I've been doing and my lifestyle is what should be good. It's what the world says. It's good fun. I live in your best life. Whoa. Um, but actually, I felt the Holy Spirit come upon me then and said, no, no, I am good. I am satisfactory. You are not feeling satisfied from all the stuff that you're doing. In fact, you're feeling more empty. This is this is true peace. And it was just an overwhelming feeling of that of the Holy Spirit come upon me. And then 
I became a Christian and had to sort of navigate cutting off bits of my life. And it's been a very up and down journey. And it's definitely not like one of those things that at that moment happened and it changed everything and everything was really easy. Um, it has been up and down since then. But my point is about when I tell people that story about how I became a Christian or the fact that I haven't always been one, they're like, whoa, you, you did you did drugs, you did art, like you partied, you've done like, you're not a prude, um, has had quite an interesting reaction from people. And they're like, oh, wow. Um, equally, I've sat there and had people that said, you know, they've been Christians for a really long time, their testimony has impacted people. Your testimony has an impact and it can be used to break down barriers to talk less from up here and more from alongside. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, I'm, I'm just as broken as you, like you guys. Um, yeah you know uh, my life's a mess but but Jesus makes it better kind of thing um and that's I think that's my top tip um for evangelism yeah I love that absolutely love that it's so like so important to to kind of be to not be looking down on people from from Mm -hmm. another level like it's something that I found hard because my so my testimony is it's almost the opposite in many ways um like I well I've also grown up in a Christian family but never kind of had that um like big sort of walk away kind of go mental um kind of phase good Um, I'm glad (laughs) don't do it (laughs) I'm not saying I want it (laughs) this is not me being like I wish my life was so different no no you do not you do not want it (laughs) um but yeah I mean like yeah it's it's very different again I'll I'll give you a condensed version um but yeah I grew up in a Christian family um essentially like I've never had a point where I didn't believe in God um but up until a certain point it was very much kind of going through the motions of like yes I believe in God I'm a Christian go to church do church stuff during the week you know like youth group bible study and all of that um which was all great and you know like like any faith journey it's had its ups and downs um but so up until my gap year Gap year. Um, Where did you go on your gap year? I actually went to Pará. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, (laughs) Sorry, carry on. I distract you. I'm going to carry on. It's fine. Um, So up until my gap year, I had, yeah, sort of gone through the motions. And, you know, again, it it wasn't entirely kind of flat, but it was very much kind of, yeah, yeah, this is all right, fine. Um, went to Peru and Bolivia with Latinlink, amazing charity, check them out, they're so mm-hmm. fantastic. Um, working, just working with local churches um, in all across Latin America um, and also in Spain and a few other places. Um, and uh, so yeah, I spent two months in Peru, um, two months in Bolivia um, and yeah, had the most fantastic time. But in, in that time, it was very much kind of, okay, I have nothing to rely on now except God. Um, it's like when everything is taken away, um, you know, even things like running water. Um, so Peru, well, we, we had running water in Peru, but obviously we had to filter it if we wanted to drink it. Um, and it was not always reliable. Bolivia, we were in our own little house. So Peru, we've been staying with a, a pastor and his wife. Um, Bolivia, we were in our own little house. Um, and not only is the water in Cochabamba, infamous for being the worst in Bolivia it's also extremely temperamental um so you know showers and stuff it's like literally once a week <laughs> disgusting oh you smell great oh yeah absolutely I mean you know we were 
all nose blind by that point anyway um you know so yeah so things like water it was just so not what we're used to and you're so out of your comfort zone plus I was team translator so um everyone else was relying on me to understand things um which was totally not pressure at all um it was it was fine I loved it I love 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 speaking Spanish it's one of my favorite things um but you know also when you're doing it sort of 24 7 um and you've got that pressure it is the the mental like state that you're in <laughs> um is is kind of nuts um so yeah you really have to rely on God to just get you through the day sometimes um and so that it really hit me at that point um actually you know not that I didn't have a personal relationship with God but if I don't start really spending time with him um and delving into his word and you know just spending that kind of quiet times in the mornings I'm not going to get anywhere um and so yeah I think I found when it was all all stripped away really um that there is nothing left except him um and I think that it's such, it was such a good place to be in um obviously since then I've come back went to university um had all the things that I didn't have in Latin America um which has provided challenges in terms of obviously kind of staying in that mindset of actually all I need is God um mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what I have around me all I need is God um and again yeah ups and downs like any faith journey um yeah. But yeah, I think the personal relationship aspect is, has really kind of grown, which is fantastic. Um, and so, again, I said I was going to give you the condensed version. That didn't feel very condensed. I don't think I did either, so I think you're okay. I think <laughs> between us. Next time we'll just bring some syrup for the waffle. <laughs> Love that, we should actually do it. Um, yeah, like, just in terms of testimonies and kind of trying to relate to people, obviously I don't have that kind of oh, I've been a non-Christian and I know how you feel um, kind of aspect to it. Um, But actually kind of emphasising the fact that there is so much joy Mm -hmm. and fullness of life to be found when you're really, like, close to Jesus. Um, Like, actually, it's so much more fulfilling than even going through the motions of church because that's not what it's about. It's the difference between religion and actually having a real relationship with Jesus. Um, is so key because I think religion and the sort of um, sort of ritual of of that um, is is so off-putting to people. Yeah, definitely. Um, and it, I think I mean, it's a major reason why people don't join the church. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard this phrase before. I, I hear it so much. That like, if you were like, what to ask them to go to church, or we talk about church, you'd be like, oh, I would never go to church. I'd burst into flames. Yeah, it's just so. <laughs> counter what church actually is mm. um, it is a place for the broken to come you bow the knee because we are not worthy we go like i accept that i am broken and flawed and you know jesus spent time with the, what was considered at the time the lowest in society like jesus isn't about perfection he is perfect he doesn't care if you are um you know that that's the joy you you take all this brokenness and you go whoa jesus you have it i hope you enjoyed that face that facial expression and so you're welcome. <laughs> um and, and i'm so glad we're recording this it's great <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh maybe it's just record my face all the time <laughs> a variety of facial expressions um <laughs> anyway my point was actually that um jesus meets people um in their brokenness and that actually church can be can seem like this really perfect place 
And so I think um, one of the things that's really helpful in evangelism, because churches can often be quite a big thing for people to actually go walk through the door is huge. Um, so what is church? It's not a building. It is community. So what happens when you combine your worlds? Oh, I'm getting excited. Um, you combine, yeah, I'm like, oh, let's go. When you combine your um, your worlds, so you've got your Christian friends. If you categorize your friends like this, it's awful. Don't do it, guys, but I do it. Um, my Christian friends are my non-Christian friends. Mm. And how often are they in different camps? Like, oh, I'm going to go and hang with my Christian friends now. Now I'm going to hang with my non-Christian friends. And so often you're the only Christian in the non-Christian bit. Um, and you're thinking, well, now I'm going to shine the light of Jesus. Absolutely do that. Great. Good job. Cool. Well, what happens when you combine your worlds? Say you've got a little social going on with your Christian friends and you invite a couple of your non-Christian friends. It's just a social. It's non-threatening. Brilliant. Automatically, you're bringing them into the church. Mm, so good. Mate, I hadn't even thought about that. That's, yeah. that's not even clocked see guys this is this is the wisdom she was talking about earlier only every now and then we'll whistle <laughs> when the holy spirit decides to hit me with some wisdom most of the time i think i just through <laughs> life in a flurry of chaos <laughs> i think that's an accurate description of my life <laughs> i mean i would love to disagree but <laughs> it's true, it's true. <laughs> uh, okay so do you want to um yeah. You want to kind of sum up and round us round us off sure yeah. um so yeah evangelism guys is good news that is the key um good news and you know whatever you say to people in terms of evangelism be confident that the holy spirit is with you um don't put the pressure on yourself that's not what it's about um it's about letting the holy spirit do his work through you um and yeah don't be nervous I mean it's okay to be nervous not that that's like a don't be nervous or else thing um <laughs> no it's fine actually nervousness is, is fine like um as a performer we like nerves because um it keeps you keeps you with it on it you're on it um so just remembering that your foundation is Christ and yeah. not you thank goodness um yeah sorry I interrupted you there no no not at all I'm gonna rephrase that since you said it not don't be nervous don't be fearful uh -huh. do not be there is a difference um because yeah so because the holy spirit can do immeasurably more than we can imagine mm -hmm. um and yeah i mean if it's of any encouragement should i should i tell the taxi driver story that i was telling you the other day tell the taxi driver story i love a taxi driver story <laughs> who doesn't um so again back in latin america on my gap yard <laughs> So, like I said, we've done um, two projects, one in Peru, one in Bolivia. Um, and at the end of each project, we had like a holiday week. Um, so we just finished our first holiday week in Bolivia. And, you know, by that point, you're like, surely <laughs> the work is done. This is time to relax. Apparently it wasn't. So um, we were in this taxi. It was like midnight, I think. And we were traveling from a town called Samaipasa, which is like sort of jungle area in Bolivia. Um, into Santa Cruz in the east so it's like a three-hour journey um, and I've got Joe and Amy asleep next to me in this taxi the other three are in a different one and um, I was just chatting away to this taxi driver because um, you know it's a long journey would also be kind of just rude not to chat to him um, and he was asking about you know what we were doing there because you know I mean some parts of Bolivia there's really just not touristy 
Um, and it is sometimes just often really strange for them to see white people just in general. Um, so he was just asking about, you know, what we were doing there and I was explaining about our project. Um, we'd been helping at a, a local church in Cochabamba, helping them to build a new church building, getting involved in their youth group, that kind of thing. And um, just out of nowhere, <laughs> I say out of nowhere, it was the Holy Spirit. Um, like, just I start talking to him about the difference between religion and relationship in Christianity. Um, because, you know, I mean, so for example, um, Catholicism is really widespread in Latin America. Um, not always a bad thing, but obviously a lot of, a lot of people um, tend to sort of go to mass, go to confession sort of once in a while. Um, and unfortunately, a lot of people don't really have uh, like a personal relationship with Jesus. It is very much a cultural thing. Um, that's not, you know, obviously goes for everybody, but unfortunately it does happen. Um, and so it's understandable that he sort of didn't really know the difference. Um, but I don't even, do you know what? I don't even know what I said to him. Um, it was like midnight and I was chatting away in Spanish as well. Wow. The Holy Spirit just took over. So I you, was just, you were evangelizing in your second language. Like, yeah, wow. I, I feel like I reached a different level at that point and I just still got no idea what I said. Um, but yeah, like, you know, and I, I got out the, the taxi when we got to Santa Cruz um, and he, he thanked me for the conversation. Um, and I woke up the next morning and I was like, what even just happened? Was that like a dream? Dream, but And it did really happen. But it was just, you know, the Holy Spirit really can just just mm -hmm. take over, even when we're at, you know, when we're super tired, um, when we're in our second language and we don't really know what we're saying. And it's not always accurate because, um, you know, I've, I've been studying Spanish since I was 11 and I'm now 24 and it's not always accurate all the time. Um, encouragement to you linguists out there <laughs> it's fine um but yeah like it's you know the holy spirit really can do amazing things if you're just available yeah absolutely um, and oh, i wasn't even so thinking good. about being available um we still did it so yeah if that's any encouragement to you guys there you that's go great i mean thank you so much that's a beautiful story i'm, I'm in awe of that story um and just to like just to finish us off guys it jesus says that i am the way the truth and the life and no one no one comes to the father except through me so the pressure is off us just be available for the holy spirit and jesus to do his thing and point people to jesus focus on the, the person of jesus um and, and you know let, let god do the rest so given it's called coffee catch-ups we figured there is no other way to go about this other than to recommend you guys some coffee okay, oh my goodness it's so pressure because i'm i don't know about you are you a huge coffee drinker amelia do you drink a lot of coffee oh yeah i'm a bit of a coffee nerd yeah oh you are oh brilliant well i i my approach to coffee is does it have caffeine will it keep me awake do i <laughs> um so yeah, I, I like it amazing I'll give you a recommendation, but I'm not the authority on coffee. Um, <laughs> you can still tell us your go-to. What's your go-to? Um, my go-to is a cappuccino. None of that. I don't really like the syrups, so you can do one. Um, yeah, and I like a cappuccino because it's got chocolate on the top and it's a double shot and I'm happy. Um, but I really struggle with the cappuccinos here in the UK because uh, um, Italy do the best coffee, in my personal opinion. Their cappuccinos are amazing. It's so cultured. 
<laughs> You've been talking about Peru for the last however long. Darling, <laughs> <laughs> some gap yeah. Yeah, but the difference with Peru was I was there looking disgusting for two months, and then Even I wasn't looking disgusting. For two you should see me. What happens to this this crazy hair in the humidity? It just goes. <laughs> It's definitely looking disgusting. Don't you worry. Don't you worry. I mean, to be fair, like mine does the same. You probably just can't see it right now because I might have a. Is I've just brushed my hair, so it's okay. So, um, what about your coffee recommendations, mate? My, yeah. you know what my go-to always every time is a vanilla latte. Mm. Um, mm. I absolutely love it because I've got quite a sweet tooth, um, but also need that caffeine. So you know, but also don't don't want to put like just sugar in my coffee because mm-hmm. I really like the taste of vanilla um so yeah that's me that's from where I don't know specifically I mean so I went to Exeter University so when I was living in Exeter mm-hmm. I loved 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 the fact that there are independent coffee shops everywhere um and it's amazing it's so good um glorious art house what a time um I don't know what that is but okay it's, mate well if we go to Exeter at any point we should go to the glorious art house um I think we should do it. Uh, you'd love it. Okay. Um, it's very colourful. Oh, I like colour. That's fun. Yeah, I was gonna say it's very over the top, but I don't want to. I don't want to just say to the people that you're over the top. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm a bit over the top. That's fine. <laughs> um, but uh, so, soon as it's so hot and we actually haven't drunk coffee, if you weren't having a coffee, what is your go-to? Uh, uh, I'm gonna put a non-alcoholic on this one because I don't know with you if it was alcoholic, but non-alcoholic beverage, what is your, like, if it's a little treat, what would you go through? Okay, well, to clarify, from the way you said that, um, if I'm not having coffee, my go-to is not necessarily alcoholic. Um, <laughs> Mine is. <laughs> I don't know. That's a really good question. Do you know what? I do just like a Pepsi sometimes. I, oh. I tend to try and keep a, oh, snap. I tend to try and keep a pack in the fridge just particularly yeah. for when I am working from home like this week um you just you just need it sometimes don't you yeah other carbonated drinks are available by the way people uh, okay. <laughs> okay well mine is I love a smoothie um yes. uh, like you particularly anything like a mango smoothie I would like a mango smoothie mm. I was gonna treat myself I'd go a mango smoothie um but yeah very solid choice we love that so much solid choices well thanks for joining us guys it's so great to see you all and to tune in next week or whenever we've got time to make another podcast for more coffee catch-ups bye-bye bye